Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. And cheers, everybody. What is going on, y'all? Taking a quick sip of coffee here. So I'm going to hit you guys with a relatively quick podcast. This one's really going to be about 10 minutes. And I'm actually in between streams right now. I'm streaming live on Amazon here in a little bit, actually. So if you guys want to check that out, you can go to Amazon.com. Look for us on the live section. I'll be up there uh, under Coach Mike. But what I wanted to share with you guys is I was actually in Vegas uh, last weekend for a conference. It was a kind of emotional intelligence, personal development, business leadership kind of a training. And the quote that stood out to me the most is the one I actually used for this talk is, looking for meaning in a meaningless world. And sometimes, there, to me, there's a lot of layers of that. And I wanted to kind of tie this into the health and lifestyle side of things, because obviously that's what you know most of our talks are about. And from a company perspective, that's what we specialize in. And I think the importance to that is sometimes we're just looking for meaning in areas where there may not be meaning to it, right? And the, the kind of deeper layer to that is especially when we think about like plans and programs. I notice sometimes I'll have clients that are like very, very nuanced with every little detail. And because we want to be as spot on as we possibly can be, there can add layers of stress to that. So the point and the kind of perspective to me on this one is what are we sacrificing by stressing over these nuanced details? Now, it doesn't mean that the details aren't important. Details are very, very important. But sometimes we get so stressed and obsessed about the little things, we can lose sight of the big picture or be just getting in our own way at the end of the day. Or it's that you know expression, we're losing uh, the forest amongst the trees or losing the trees amongst the forest. I forget exactly how that goes. But like you're trying to look at the tree so much, you can't step back and see the entire forest and kind of vice versa. So that's, that was an interesting component of it. And the, the layer to me, not only when it comes to nutrition planning or, you know, like workout programming and all those things is how we deal with the day-to-day -day aspects of life and stress. Cause that's like, I think an even bigger aspect that impacts all of our lives is stress management. And sometimes we're looking at, for example, let's take a scenario and uh, an interaction, right? So we're maybe interpreting and projecting our own negative thoughts onto an interaction or on a conversation that wasn't the actual intent. And there's this a second kind of quote that stood out to me from this past weekend, the conference I went to was, you know, facts versus illusion, or facts versus interpretation, like what are the facts versus what is our interpretation of it, that can be kind of tainted by personal experience. And maybe there's a reason there, there's also a reason for it, right? We're trying to protect ourselves, our brains trying to protect us from past experiences and past trauma. Um, and let's say it looks like we got a guest on john, hold on, I'm gonna bring you on here. And it should be connecting here any second, or maybe in another three, two. And cheers, John. Thanks for jumping on, man. Hey, man, no problem. Th thanks for having me. I was going to let you go for a little bit, but uh, the thing you said about the whole facts and the uh, illusions thing just kind of it caught my ear. 
Um, so uh, I, I thought I'd jump in. Yeah, dude, I always appreciate it. I appreciate you guys, like when you listen, jumping in. Normally I have a, a, like my co-host Chuck on, so we don't get to have you guys come in as much. So I'd love to hear, you know, when you said that kind of like resonate or maybe like kind of jumped out at you, what's some of the things that come to mind for you when you hear that? Cause that was like a game changer. I mean, I'm still trying to unpack that honestly, cause mm -hmm. I heard this like last weekend, it was a conference. I'm still trying to unpack it. I'm going back to Vegas this weekend for more continuing education. So I'm wondering what kind of jumps out at you there? So I have a motto and it's, it's, it's always suspect, never assume. And it's related Ooh. to what you just said. It's basically the idea that suspicion is okay because you're not jumping to a conclusion. You're just kind of making a mental note of something. You're putting it in the back and kind of like putting it away. It's like, all right, that was interesting. You know, I don't have any proof of it though. So I'm just going to put it away. I'm not going to dismiss it's my concern, but I'm going to put it away and not jump to something. And when we make assumptions, you know, that, that old saying that we make an ass out of you and me, you know, it's, it's, it's that whole thing. Um, we tend to jump to a conclusion that might not be there. It's, it's facts are tools for aware and uh, facts are the things that, you know, we can take action on. Whereas those feelings that we have are things that are more for awareness. You know, it's, it's more for awareness that can, that, so that we can be prepared for anything. But the second that we prematurely jump you know, into those waters that we're, that we're, you know, thinking like what we're, what we're speculating is when we get ourselves into trouble. Dude, that's such a powerful point. I appreciate the fact that you kind of like dug into that piece. Cause that was even where I was like, I wanted to continue to unpack on it. So it kind of fits in perfectly. It's like, and that was a big thing for me of this experience of when I went to this conference, it was very experience-based. So it wasn't as much like, hey, here's the facts. It's a lecture. It was like, hey, we're going to experience. You're going to interact with each other. You're going to learn things about yourself. And one of the things I learned is, and this is like maybe not a new component for a lot of you and even for you, John, but the idea of like, hey, maybe if I remind you, if I look like maybe a family member you had in your past or someone that you interacted with in your past and they there was a negative interaction, even if I'm not the intent of what my words are, the fact right. of the scenario isn't leading down a negative path or maybe that path, there might even start to be a projection. Hey, we're going to start to, oh, that sounded like too, like a backhanded compliment or that was like, that, that right. kind of might immediately put our walls up. And that's something I like, I very much have to work on from just a lifetime of like different experiences like we all have. And it's interesting though, to bring awareness to it. So I, I appreciate that point of it as well that you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is that like, I think with, people who have very investigative minds tend to be more speculative sometimes, oh, yeah. which is, it's kind of like, it's kind of this weird dichotomy because, you know, people who are, if you look at like someone who's a, who's a detective, they have to balance speculation with evidence, you know, because they can't act on speculation. They can, they can kind of follow their speculations, but none of what they can present fourth to you know a case is at least as far as i know is based on speculation it has to be evidence-based they can follow the evidence based on their speculations but nothing that they can but speculation doesn't work in court you know and i'm not a lawyer but that's just i have worked with a lot in in my in my line of work as a social worker i've had to work on a lot of legal documents and also just working with clients as a social worker i've had to, and also as a life coach if you, if you make an assumption about someone, you know, and, and say, this is what you're thinking, then they instantly are going to defend themselves. Sometimes playing dumb has its benefits. Oh man, that's, uh, yeah. And I love like, so 
I appreciate you also sharing kind of like some of that, that professional background too. And if you have anything that you can play, like if there's a website or social media where everyone can follow you, please feel free to share it. Um, obviously they can go to your profile. I don't know if you have any of your social media or websites connected there, but I always love like, especially if you're going to take the time and come on and chat with me or be a part of this, like, I think of it as a community, right? Like I want to support you. So right. like anything you can plug or share, um, in addition to that, please do that. And then before I even like kind of give you the stage for that, like unpacking the social work component. Cause like my mother-in-law is a, a social worker from, from New York. Now she actually has gone a different road, but, and I have a lot of clients that deal in the social works, social mm -hmm. work field. And some of the things you guys have to deal with is absolutely mind blowing to me. So I really appreciate what you do. And thank you by the way, for doing what you do. Cause I feel like it's a very thankless job. I imagine um, <laughs> sometimes so you got to thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate the thank you very, I, I really, really do because sometimes it can be thankless, but um, you know, a lot of times it's, and I, one of the things that I do want to say is that I feel like it's, it's having a moment now during the, um, during this era, cause I've worked a lot in the mental health area. And one of the things that, you know, is having a moment right now is mental health because everyone's had to kind of look at themselves over these past couple of years with everything that's going on, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything. And it's just with, it's, it's a worldwide event where everyone's had to kind of look inward. Um, and one of the things that is just really interesting is as a mental health professional and social worker is that the second that you, that the people figure out that you're, the second that you address the fact that you can read somebody, a lot of them shut down and get really uncomfortable and put their walls up because they, people like being understood a lot of the time, but they don't like being read unless they mm -hmm. voluntarily say, yes, I want, I want you to try to, you know, read me in this way. A lot of people get very scared when they feel like you can kind of see through them. So if you play a little dumb sometimes, which is, that's what I was mentioning earlier, you know, sometimes it'll get them to admit things that, it, and it'll give you information that you didn't realize. Instead of giving you the information that you were suspecting, it sometimes gives you the information of, oh, this person, it gives you different sets of information. Like, oh, this person wasn't comfortable answering this question or, oh, this person wasn't comfortable telling me this. Oh, this person is dodging this information. And then if it's something that you already know and that they a, don't know that, you know, it gives you that information because if you ask them a question about it, acting like you don't know, you know, th and they answer dishonestly, then you have an idea of how much you can trust their word going forward. Um, you know, and that's just, that, that's part of the professional and client relationship is because obviously when you're working in social work, you're going to be working with people who are in very difficult situations. And it's understandable that they might not want to be completely honest with you because sometimes it takes time for them to trust you, you know, and it can be a good gauge for how much the level of trust in your relationship is sometimes when you don't reveal your entire hand of what other professionals might have told you and all that stuff. And also it's good sometimes just to hear their perspective on things because it's better to hear things straight from the source sometimes than it is to hear things from other people. But it's good to get a holistic view in that sense from the people who are surrounding them and also just the person who like is right in front of you. 
yeah, I think a key word that jumped out to me there is the trust component. Like I, this is like my cliche thing and I'm curious your thoughts on this. And then I'm actually, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I have to jump off for another stream that I'm going to be doing. So I'm no problem stage to you to bring it home. But I, it's like, I think every relationship, whether it's personal, professional, like I have two young kids, a three-year-old and a two-year-old and I have my wife and I have clients and, and in business relationship, personal relationships. I think all of these relationships need three things. And I'm kind of curious your thoughts on this is mm -hmm. trust communication and a desire to be there. So when I say a desire to be there, I mean like you both got to want to participate in the relationship. And that's what I imagine might be tough about social work is sometimes from my understanding of certain scenarios, some people don't want to be in that position. They don't want to have right. that relationship with you. They're kind of forced into it or they don't have any other options. So I'm, I'm kind of curious about like, a, what do you think about like trust and communication as an essential piece to a relationship? And then also like, what do you do when someone doesn't want to be like, how can you handle that? Trust and communication, I think, are the cornerstones to any type of relationship, whether it's romantic, platonic, familial, whatever it may be, um, you know, and or, or, or professional even, you know, and I think that I think that in social work, that's no exception. And I think that the, the aspect of, you know, being there and showing that you care, I, I, I say to people, I can only be I, I always say to people, whenever there's nothing else that I can offer someone, I can offer them my presence. You know, mm. and that's my, that's my, that's my bottom asset, but it's also my best asset because if someone feels like there were times, cause I'm, I transitioned from being a case manager to being a life coach now and, um, w among other things, but <laughs> that's, that's kind of the main thing I'm doing. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that, um, you know, that, in the case management job where I would meet some people who were in sometimes some desperate situations. Sometimes they would have housing issues. I'd have to some, if I, if the resources just weren't there, I'd have to just tell them the resources weren't there. And like, say someone came in and they were like, you know, in danger of losing their home, you know, or in danger of being evicted um, because of a, a litany of circumstances that may or may not have been, you know, that they may or may not have contributed to. Sometimes it might have been their doing. Sometimes it might not have been their doing. It might have just been something unfortunate. Um, but uh, and sometimes they might have gotten it, it, they might have gotten really unfairly treated. But there were times where I could help, and there were times where the resources were there, and I could you know basically get um, I could I could I could get those things for them. And sometimes I couldn't. And when I couldn't, it was really hard and devastating to have to tell them that but at the very least i could be there for them and make them feel like if there was nobody else that they felt like was in their corner i was at least rooting for them and i wanted them to succeed um and that the amount of difference that makes is so underestimated i think um in in our culture because sometimes when you're working with people on tangible things we underestimate how important the intangibles can be in helping them get over those tangible humps yeah, I mean, I can't emphasize what you just said there enough, but I kind of want to unpack it just for one piece. And then, like I said, I'll like, I want you to sure. bring it home and then plug anything you have. I was actually just looking at your profile. So I know that you, looks like you have some also some social media, your LinkedIn, Instagram, and your podcast linked in there. So I highly recommend right. everyone go check that out. Um, for those of you even listening in the future, because what I do is I take our live talks and I put them on my own podcast. So I'll actually put a link. Um, I, I have it on like, you know, anywhere you can find major podcasts. I'll put a link to your information and I'll share it with you so you can check it out as well if you ever want to when it's up live um, this week. But the, yeah. the idea of, like you said, being present, that's something I truly struggled with. That was a big takeaway I had from this last conference was 
the avoidance of being present because as a child going through different types of trauma and abuse, like it's easier to disassociate. It's easier to disconnect right. feelings and the negative concept. But then when it's like, Hey, my life's pretty great right now, but I can't, I don't feel anything. Like I don't feel present. I feel hollow. I don't feel right. like I'm truly getting what I can out of it. And being present is such a powerful thing. Cause especially with phones or in different dynamics, it's easy to then disconnect. And like you said, even if you can't say, Hey, here's the tangible thing I can offer, just offering your presence and offering that component of it can be a really powerful thing. So I just wanted to unpack and highlight that really quick. And I kind of want to, to bring it home. I want to just say like, what else do you have going on? Where can people support you or find you or even work with you if they want to? Yeah, absolutely. So um, people can find me. Well, one of the things that I do is I, I, I podcast. I have a podcast called Someone's Story. And basically, um, it's, it's, it's what it sounds like. I bring people on from all walks of life. And I just kind of talk to them about, um, you know, what's going on in their life. I'm probably going to wrap up season. I, I divide my seasons kind of into the into quarterly seasons. So I'm probably wrapping up season five around, uh, you know, mid Aprilish. Um, but yeah, that's one thing, um, for my life coaching, uh, my business is pathways, personal and professional development. Um, I have a links page for that. Um, I do not have a formal website for that, but you can find me on Instagram at pathways underscore advocoaching. Um, that's a D V O C O A C H I N G. Like if you mash the words advocate and coach together, um, and, uh, you can also, um, yeah, that, that's the main things that I think I'll plug right now. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, John, I appreciate your time, man. You sharing that perspective and everybody else listening. Um, again, I, this was kind of a quick one. Normally I like to hang out for a lot longer, but, um, I wanted to at least check in. I didn't have anything last week. And again, I'm leaving for Vegas this week and I'll be gone all week. So I wanted to at least have something to, uh, to check in and chat with you guys about. So John, I hope you have a great day rest of the week um and i'm also like i i saved your your profile info so i'm going to reach out to you on some of the other platforms just to kind of stay in touch as well yeah please do man um I'm, I'm more active on instagram probably than i am on linkedin but yeah please do um and and, and I, i'm looking forward to keeping in touch and have fun in vegas yeah thank you man i appreciate it um cheers everybody i'll, I'll see you guys again soon all right see you guys take care so I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.